I'll bet you didn't know that you're a trailblazer, a workforce pioneer. Well, if you're a remote worker, that's exactly what you are. Because in the past year, so many of us have been relegated to working away from the office and setting up shop at home, in your car, in a coffee shop, and other places that you never thought were meant to be workplaces at all. But I'll tell you something, future generations will thank you. I'm Dan Nessel, podcaster, communicator, marketer, and longtime remote worker. And I'm Andrew Silberman, president and chief enthusiast of Advanced Management Training Group and author of Get a Grip on Remote Work. And we welcome you to season one of the Remote Work Companion Podcast, 10 episodes based on Andrew's book, where our mission is to make remote work work better for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Remote Work Companion. I'm Dan Nessel. And I'm Andrew Silberman. And we're here to help you improve your remote work experience. We've got some tips, tricks, and techniques inspired by Andrew's book, Get a Grip on Remote Work, that you can use to make remote work work better for you. Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Hey, it's good to see you. I am so excited about this, the Remote Work Companion, our new podcast. Why are we here, man? Can you tell us why are we here to talk about like be, being remote work companions, as it were? You know, that's the perfect question. That's that's the exact question I started the introduction to my book with, quoting Admiral James Stockdale, which maybe dates us a little bit. A but little bit. Uh, he was running with Ross Perot for for president, right? He was he was the running mate yeah. of Ross Perot 92. back in exactly. And he and he opens up the vice the one vice presidential debate with that question. He comes out and he goes, Who am I? Why am I here? <laughs> and and I mean it's a great question, right? It's 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 the question that that really does propel personal growth and development. And and by answering that question, if he had done it well without asking it and making it sound like he didn't know who he was or why he was there. Uh, would have would have been a lot better for him, but we do know why we're here, um, mm -hmm. and we know pretty much who we are. I feel so fortunate because you know you started this podcast. What uh, now? How long ago? I mean, it's it's over thirty episodes. So yeah, my, you're, my you're, own, podcast, your own right. podcast. Yeah, and and I was lucky enough to be invited on. We had a great time with it, and then we started talking about what are projects that we're both working on. You talked about having this. Uh, work from home companion thing. And I thought, wow, I'd, I'd love to be part of that. I've just written this book called Remote, Get a Grip on Remote Work. And I really feel that people are stressing about this. You know, totally. it's ever since the, the, the pandemic hit, people that aren't accustomed to it, uh, to working from home. And then, and then when we, when we were talking about it just uh, offline and you mentioned that you've been doing this for over five years, I'm like, right. whoa. And, and, and I wonder, you know, what did they call it back then? Because it seems such a brand new concept. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because to me, it's not like, okay, I'm, I'm just working at home. No big deal. I have everything set up. You know, I, I just have more to do at home. But there's been a seismic shift like in society this last year. And, you know, I think I feel like I'm on the I'm for the maybe for the first time in my life, I'm ahead of the curve on something. <laughs> but um, but yeah, years ago, I've been doing this for five years and I don't think everybody was calling it remote work. I mean, they, there's nothing so lofty as that. It was like, where are you today? I'm working from home today or I'm working at home. In fact, we had a at one of the organizations I was with, we had a um, we put in our Outlook calendars, wah, work at home. It's your work at home day. And I was working at home maybe maybe twice a week at maximum, you know, but that got me into the rhythm of of the wah 
I wonder, which, which is another special thing for us Jap- Japanophiles. Yeah, I was wondering I, if that wah. made you, did that make you feel like you're right back in Japan where wah is a way of life? <laughs> it's a harmony, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I, well, but I did feel that, that working at home does kind of, it's extremely, the, it's like the opposite of harmony to many people because mm. it's real stressful. Yeah. But I, eventually, I, I think I got a sense of harmony out of it. So maybe I got right. there with the wah, but we don't call it that anymore, clearly. It's not, no. now it's, well, remote work. Right, remote work or distributed teams. That's another mm-hmm. one. Clearly, there are people that are struggling with it. Clearly, mm-hmm. there are things you can do about that. Uh, yeah. I, pu- I put some thought into it, put it into a book. And then you and I talking about this came up with the idea that, hey, if we do it as a podcast, first of all, it can be a real companion. I, I feel like we need companionship yeah. through all these stresses. And so we can provide that. And also, it's just... Get, maybe hits a new audience of people who have their own different challenges. We're going to hit on some of the some of the ones that we faced yeah. each other and how we've overcome them but or how we're not overcoming them uh, as the case may be. But I think this uh it's it's a really good opportunity for people to get more comfortable with their work experience whatever yeah. that is and that's that's what I've been doing for for 30 years, but now mm-hmm. with the with the working from home or remote work, distributed teams, whatever it is, it's a lot more screen time. I guess that's probably the number one difference, isn't it? I mean Yeah, screen time, it's it's this whole digital life that we have. And it's it's now that it's kind of this strange gray area where, well, do we really need to be with people anymore? Because we can we can be alone, but together at the same time. And it's a very strange, I think, uh, like mental space to be into in and, and not everybody can cope that easily. Uh, and, right. and certainly I don't cope that well all the time either. You know, we're all, we're either stressed out or we're feeling alone. You know, these are all these topics that we're going to address during this series, I think. And, mm. you know, and if we don't address it, by the way, feel free to send us a note and tell us to address it because yeah. we're, we're open to feedback the whole way through. But what I, what I really wanted to kind of, kind of grab onto what you said there, Andrew, is about the, is the companion part of this, right? Mm. I will say that the idea of doing a companion, like calling this the remote work companion is not a coincidence. We need friendship. We need mm. camaraderie. Mm. And then, you know, of course, one of my marketing idols, Mark Schaefer has the, the, the marketing companion as, um, mm. as his, one of his podcasts. And of course, you know, there's the, the Prairie Home Companion, yes. the classic. <laughs> well, I, I thought of, of us as, as the seeing eye dog companions. <laughs> That's true. You know, we're the, we, we, well, we see ourselves as guides. Yeah. And, you know, a guide someone to help out, someone to help people when they're in their, in trouble of some kind, a companion. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it made sense to me to, to do that. And luckily, Andrew felt the same way, right? Yeah. So, so Andrew, why, why don't we start off by saying, defining what, what is remote? Right. Like, what does that mean? It's so funny because when you first hear the word, the first word that comes to my mind is remote control. Like the remote yeah. control that you are always looking for, <laughs> for your television. The second feeling or or concept would be a remote desert island, right? So you're remote. You're not where the things are happening. And yet right now, <laughs> it's where everything's happening is remotely. Yeah. So when- And, and I, I would add to that. Yeah. I just add that we're, we're very meta in, the, in some way with this whole thing where we're talking about remote, but we are remote, you and I. Mm. Very remote. Mm. About mm. almost as remote as you can be. You'd have to be in Perth to be more remote yes, than you are I, for I, me right now. I, yeah, I, I, I thought of um, whole, you know, drinking from a California cup of coffee just because that puts us. That would be somewhere in between us. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're all the way from Tokyo, and I'm, I, and I'm here in, in New Jersey. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's a 
6,500 miles, I think, as the, as the crow flies, something like that. Yes. Um, and uh, a crow would get really tired. I don't yeah, think a crow, a crow could make it. I don't it. think a crow can make it. <laughs> Even these giant ones in Tokyo. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, and, and our listeners, my listeners certainly would know, and hopefully our new listeners here hmm. should know that um, I lived in Japan for 16 years before yeah. returning home. That's how we know each other. I mean, like I, me and Andrew go back, geez, yeah. on, you know, almost 20 years now. So yeah. we have this companionship between the two hmm. of us. We have all the stuff, but but we are remote from one another. Yes. And, um, so on many levels, the idea of remote is critically important. And now, of course, as I said earlier, the seismic shift that happened is this change in the way that people are, are have to work or or want to work. So can I can I ask remote. you, Dan, yeah. because of your experience in there doing this for such for a longer time, and I know we're going to get into like a, a, even more about remote, but you've been in this world of remote work for five years. Now, all of a sudden, everyone is in it. Have yeah. you noticed a difference between working with the people that you've been working with remotely uh, for a long time versus those who, whoa, they're just jumping into the to the game kind of thing? That's a great question. And you know, there is definitely a, let's call it a remote work skills gap between mm. people who've been doing it for a while and who are new to the game and then there's a sort of false sense of security or false sense of confidence, I'd say, for people who've been doing it for six or eight months and are like, yeah, I got it. But still, they got on a Zoom call, they don't know how to plug in a pair of headphones, or they don't know why that they're, why their speakers are getting, giving them feedback, or, you know, or they can't figure out that they're muted or unmuted. You know, look, we all make mistakes and we all have play around with our technology, but in the world of remote work, it's, it's remote work. It's not yeah. remote play. It's a skill. That's excellent. So I do notice that mm. the people that are new within my, with it, among the people that I've been working with, the people who are new to it, yeah, it's, it shows for sure. Luckily though, because I've been working remotely for a while. So I, I for, my, for my day job, I work in, uh, in New Jersey, but my office is really far away. And before this whole lockdown thing happened, um, I was commuting once a month or so to get to, to get to my office. And I traveled a lot. So I would travel to see people. Now that I don't travel to see people, I'm doing it all through Zoom or through WebEx or whatever mm -hmm. you have. And it's just more of this, more of what I was already doing with these people. So like, mm -hmm. because I, I was already remote, my colleagues got accustomed to working with me remotely. So now the only difference now from then from before is that instead of them being in an office and talking to me, they're actually also at home. Mm. talking to me um, rather than being in the office. So my team, for example, is in, right. in, in home rather than their office. So there's various, I right. think, varying levels of acceptance and, and skill with this. And you've known and you've met many of them in person mm -hmm. before, yeah. right? That's another, I, I've seen a big shift, the change I've seen, and maybe some of our, our listeners have faced this as well, because people are changing jobs, right? And yeah. people are getting new jobs. And and there's people that have like they're in a new job, but they've never met their colleagues. They've never been in a physical location. It's all been on screen. And my guess is that's 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 got to be more difficult. If I didn't know you, if we didn't have the 15 years together, you know, back and forth, it, it would be a very different kind of conversation. It would be harder. And it's true, though, actually, even in my current company, there's a common I work for a Japanese company, full disclosure, and there is a common practice among Japanese companies to rotate staff. Mm especially at the senior level. So there are some rotational uh, staff, some expats from Japan who are now living in the U.S. who came over in April or May or June who I've never met, who I've wow. only met through, 
through Zoom and mm. or, or through WebEx or whatever. So yeah, that's that's that is the case. And we'll address that kind of thing yeah. then too as well, like how you can integrate more, how you can can reduce yeah. some of the. I mean, the a main thing, and I know it's only one. It's one part of our our first episode here. We are going to talk about the stress involved, yeah. but I think that's probably the overall message of why we're here is to whatever it is, it's reduce the negatives and increase the positives about working yeah. remotely. So, well, and hopefully make it much more rewarding experience for yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. That how do we make your remote work experience more rewarding? We're trying to make our own experience more rewarding. Yep. And it's this kind of interaction, you know, I got to admit, this is, this is certainly not work for me or Andrew. This is our, <laughs> this is fine, <laughs> right. but this is how I make it more rewarding. It's one of the ways that I, I bust stress is to get on the microphone with somebody I like and appreciate and talk to, mm. you know, and that's let's let's that remind mm. you know that, that's a good way to kind of segue into this whole this very first episode, Andrew. Like we are talking about being companions. We've we've just laid out a little bit about what remote looks like, I think, mm -hmm. you know, to people. You know, fundamentally, of course, the only I think the only thing we missed when we were defining it was the fact that you're not in an office anymore, right? Most likely. Right. And you're working from a place that is not the office. Yeah. And you have to work and you still have to do the things you have to do. So, you know, it could be a Starbucks or whatever coffee shop, or it could be a hotel, or it could be your kid's room, or it could be any place. It could be your car, I was about to say, but there's a whole yeah. business model here in Japan developed over the past couple months. People are using those cars that are like shared cars, but instead of driving them out, so they've had to change the business model because it was based on number of kilometers or <laughs> that you were driving. <laughs> and people are just, they're just checking into these shared cars and setting up their laptop and using that oh, as wow. their office. <laughs> That's what they're doing because. Yeah, yeah. and it, I guess like in cities and in places where space is at a premium, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, right? and they have their they have their camera. They have their, it's like lights, camera, action. And, and their background is either virtual, which we'll be talking about in a future episode with, with the virtual backgrounds or it's real. And it's just yeah. it's the, the rear view, the rear window of their car that they're renting by the hour. <laughs> it takes all shapes and sizes, yeah. right? There's all, all ways this is happening. Yeah. And, you know, look, we all have some commonalities though. And I think that what you wrote in your book, Andrew, the way that we can first set the stage mm. for uh, like setting the foundation for remote, for a good remote work experience you, you talk about three S's. What are those three S's and how can we kind of deal with them? Yeah, so we're looking at your setting, your yep. schedule, mm -hmm. and stress. So the three S's there are setting. So how do you set up your work from home or your remote work location, right? How are you, mm -hmm. how are you set for the setting is the first one. And I look at you and I, I see the back of you. You've got a very clean office look. From this angle. Right, from this angle. <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> I, because, so part of it is making us feel whatever whatever it is that gets us into the right head, heart space for mm -hmm. work of what it is that we're working on too. So what I talk about in the book, and that was just specific to me because I was working on a book at the time, there were two, diff two very different kinds of work I do. One is coaching, interacting with people. Uh, it could be a group or an individual. The other is this creative work where you're sitting down to create. You're writing, whether and and that's mostly for me. It's the book or a series of books. Could also be proposals. It's it's things where I don't want to be distracted by any any noises or or um, environmental issues. Right. So I set up two different workspaces for that. I, I even had a different laptop. I used a laptop 
specifically for writing that didn't have any connection to the internet because I didn't want any kind of distractions for that. And it, it worked because what do you need? All you need is a word processor to write, right? So essentially, yeah. So that I talk about that a bit, the, the setting, we get into it a bit more when it comes to like the setting up your, your camera, the angles, lighting and all that stuff for yeah. when you're in a Zoom meeting. But the setting for your workspace itself and let's add in the thing that that um that you talked about last school well, when we, we were talking offline that you know you got to let people know around you at work it was so obvious that everyone's at work right so people yeah. know that you're working in fact if you took a break people might look at you a little bit askance <laughs> or you know well this guy's mm-hmm. getting up and stretching what's he doing Whereas you're at home, so you can do, you might think, well, you can do pretty much anything. You're at home, except you're also at home with other people that are maybe at school or maybe at work or maybe not. So that whole you know, your, thing. Your setting is setting yourself up yeah. for you know any number of things. You're either setting yourself up for success or you're setting yourself up for distraction. There you go. And distraction is going to be something that we're going to talk about too, yep. for sure yep. um, at a later episode. So let's put that, let's put that aside. Yep. But, you know, the setting, I think you're, you know, you hit it right on the head, Andrew, like it's got to be a, a, a space that you're comfortable in, you know, for your, for your heart, your mind, everything. And, mm. you know, you have two different look, like kind of whether they're the same room or, but you know, two different environments yeah. within which you do two different types of jobs. I have my one office, but like, if I'm looking in one direction, I have two desks, they're sort of L shaped. And one mm. of them is for my personal stuff. And the other is for my, you know, for my employers related stuff. And like, so when I'm looking and different directions. I have a different view. I have a yeah. different feel, you know, and, um, that helps a lot. It's just not hundred percent, but certainly helps a lot. Yeah. And, um, I think it's important to keep, keep a, some kind of mental separation from when you're doing one thing or another. Yes. And again, this is a carryover from work that we were already doing. So in my case, when I was working on the blog that Dan, you were kind enough to uh, be the first editor of with the hammer back in the day. Uh, (laughs) This was before it was a blog, right? It was a newsletter. (laughs) It was a newsletter that went out to people. And I used to write those, not at my office, not at home. I went to a, there was a, I can't remember, to the herbs. I don't know if you remember that chain, but it was an Italian, yeah, yeah, Italian, well, kind of restaurant. And and they, they had a nice breakfast set and they would let you sit there for three hours with your, with your breakfast set. And that's where I'd bring that other laptop. That's when I started bringing a laptop with no internet connection. Like, that's where I'm going to write. I'm just going to go there. So having a setting that's for that, yes. And then we want to have, so the second one we talk about is schedule. So scheduling, Mm -hmm. and and I mentioned it in the book. I, you know, I love promoting other really good books. And Dan Pink's When, so Daniel Pink, Mm -hmm. he's written about motivation. He's written about, uh, all kinds of stuff. He's a journalist, so he makes a really good read for any topic that he covers. And this one is called When. It's the science of perfect timing. And he talks about chronotypes. Now, that's a big word. I, I had no idea. I, I've heard of like, a, what, genotypes, but not chromotype, chronotypes. And it's like, what kind of person are you? Are you a night owl? Are you an early bird? A lark, right? Or are you a third bird? He talks about people that work best different at different times of day. And this is a beautiful opportunity to match your work and your schedule with your chronotype. So you want to find out when and where. So it's the where was part of the setting, but also when. Mm -hmm. When are you going to do what kind of work? And that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, anybody who's 
Like, I mean, we certainly have a couple of decades on us for sure of, <laughs> of, of experience, but you know, anybody knows you get up, you get up in the morning and you're like, ah, oh, I'm in the zone. I can get in the zone a lot easier in the morning or I'm, I'm a night owl, yeah. you know? And, and I've certainly gone through times in my life where I felt like, look, stop bugging me about my homework, mom. Stop bugging me about my term paper, professor person. <laughs> stop doing that because you know what? One o'clock in the morning hits, comes around. I'm going to sit down on my PC and I'll just hammer the thing out. Mm. That's changed. Obviously, one o'clock in the morning is no longer an option. And, and I've <laughs> I've managed to kind of shift my cycle a lot. And now I find, you know, in my older age, I think that I am a much more of a of a, a much more productive in the mornings. Mm. Although I still, you know, I still like like between probably seven and nine p.m. But also, you know, like six a.m. to ten or eleven is like fairly good right. zone. Me too. And we're doing yeah. that right now because you're in the evening and I'm in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was exactly. Right. So we, we're trying to you know get our chronotypes right, but. I didn't never thought of it that way, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it does make sense. Yeah. So I guess if you want to, that's another thing to take away is that if you should feel like you should be able to work when you're working remotely, yes. you know, you have much more of a, of a luxury and this is a big advantage. You have a luxury to work probably at the hours that you're, that are best for you. Exactly. I mean, if, assuming there's some trust in your organization. Yes. And help. a lot of work takes place in either, right? Meetings. So real-time synchronous work meetings mm -hmm. or writing, right? You're sending emails or proposals, whatever it is. And we need to separate the work a bit, like the brainstorming from the editing. You know, I, so very few people do this where they say, okay, well, I'm going to take care of my emails now. And they take care of them. And that includes drafting, right? thinking about, right? Reading, thinking about drafting, writing, sending, all, all in that. When, and it's like, these are, th this is a mistake, guys. Schedule your work so that you're, wow, wow here I am uh, advising, Dan, sorry. That's <laughs> <No>, fine. <laughs> I really do I tend to follow James Altucher's uh, quote unquote advice because he says advice doesn't work. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, but there's, there's some, some golden yeah. tips, I think, yes. or some, some really good gems that we're, that we're going to pull out yeah. of all this. And so, so we've talked about setting, we've talked about scheduling. Um, and we've been kind of banding about about yeah. stress in some ways. But what, what's what's the direct point that you'd like to make about stress? The direct point I love to make about stress because and it goes back to my great uncle, actually, Edmund Jacobson. <laughs> he wrote this book called You Must Relax. He's the founder of this whole school called Progressive Relaxation. You can look it up in, in Wikipedia. And his whole point now. was that you must relax in order to. Mm -hmm to live a, a healthier, happier life. So then you think about stress. Well, he, he even described that you stress with good stress versus distress, bad stress. And I think about it in terms of guitar playing and riding a bicycle, because riding a bicycle, you got pressure in your tires. And if the pressure isn't high enough, it, the tires go flat, right? The same thing yeah. happens on a guitar. If this, if there's not enough tension on the string, the notes go flat. And then on the flip side, you turn it, you crank up the, the pressure and you can snap, right? You, or, or explode. Yeah. That's exactly what happens to us, I believe, in remote work because it is by nature, as you point out, more stressful, mostly because of the lack of any relationship, real physical relationship at work, right? So bad relationships mm -hmm. are obviously bad, 
good relationship is obviously good, but no relationship is stressful. <laughs> so we we yeah. don't get the feedback. Even even you know I don't I don't know if, if you feel this, but you know you you switch off the the Zoom call and all of a sudden you're like oh whoa you you're reorienting yourself to oh that's right I'm I'm at home now or something. Sometimes. It's not hey see you later and uh, you know go walk into the elevator together or <laughs> whatever it is right. So yeah, so that's what the whole thing is. We want to get we want to reduce the distress. Right. That's the whole. Yeah. And, and that that stress is is so, I, I, you know, you're totally right. It's a lot of it's because the relationships that we don't have available to us around, like from working remotely that we normally would. But there are other relationships we have. And that's something we can talk yeah. about throughout the course of this whole thing. There are other relationships that happen in your life. That you, might, you might need to lean on more that, that now yeah. that you're not not hanging out with your colleagues. But, yeah. you know, for, for me, I think the biggest the biggest stressor is this kind of this this kind of feeling that, well, I'm not working at two o'clock in the afternoon because I I don't have something right on my plate right now, and I feel guilty mm. about this. Mm. But you know, look, I, this is I've I've come I've come through I've, I've crossed the mm. river on that one a long time ago. I know that I shouldn't feel guilty at all about any of that. There are things that you can do. There are things that that you need to do as a person. That doesn't mean that you have to be working the entire time that you're home, you have to make some separations mm. and that goes to your scheduling. Mm. You know, you have to be able to find out when you're, when you work best and, you know, working remotely is you don't have the luxury of being called into a meeting by your boss every five minutes or, you know, by, of, of having this kind of setting where you have people around you and you know that you have to kind of move them or do things or work for them, whatever your position is in your company or in your, in your job. Or if you work on a line, you know, like doing the the work that has to get done to get the product created. Um, obviously, at home you can't do that. So you need to kind of figure out this whole that the rules have to yes. be different and and different for your type. That's what I loved about Dan Pink's chronotype. You could also think about your personality type. You'll hear people advising, and that's probably yep. why I was joking a bit before about not wanting to to give advice. Um, First of all, I sell advice, so I don't want to give it, but <laughs> that's, that's just people. All you can do is share your own experience, right? You can share what works for you. And there'll right. be people that say, wow, you need to compartmentalize all your time to make sure that you're, you're setting it up right at work and home and this. And other people are going to say, well, you need to integrate, you know, let's integrate more. You, you mentioned the diff, well, cause you, I, here I was making coffee this morning, getting ready for our interview, our discussion, right? Or podcast. And I, I sort of think, wow, this feels a lot like when it's early morning and I'm going to go play some tennis. That's different. But we all, a lot of us work harder on our hobbies than we work on our work. So it's like, as you said, this isn't work for us, but it is, I don't know what you want to call it. Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's something yeah. that I'm putting, putting my heart and soul in for right? sure. And I know right? you are too. Yeah. And on that note, I think this we're we're doing this whole this whole thing to help people have a more rewarding experience at home but you know part of having a rewarding experience at home is not to try to eat off not try to bite off everything all at once <laughs> exactly you know, work from home is the whole is eat the elephant every day it's eat the <laughs> elephant one bite at a time right and i think that we're serving up a little bit too much of the hindquarters if we keep going so I'm, this is a terrible analogy it's disgusting <laughs> actually but, but hey so what the heck so, so anyway um just to wrap up, like where we were, what we talked about yeah. today, we talked about, you know, we, we defined remote that took a little while. And we talked about the, the three S's, right. Yep. The setting schedule 
and stress. stress. Um, and how do you deal with stress? And how to deal with stress? You know, we we started to answer that, but that's the whole series. This yes. whole this this whole companionship of that we're going to hopefully give you. Yeah. Our our work from our work at home companion, our work our remote work companion, yeah. is going to help everybody reduce mm. their stress. Yeah. On the whole, from working remotely, and that I think is really a, a solid mission. Yep. Join us. Yeah. yeah. So, Andrew, what's on our next episode? Distract. Distract. Distraction. Our next episode is going to be distract. Until then, really looking forward to hearing to, well, I hope you come back again and listen again. Yeah. Awesome. I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Remote Work Companion with your remote work companions, Dan Nessel and me, Andrew Silberman. We hope you enjoyed our tips, tricks, and attitude shifts to make remote work work better for you. Any ideas for future episodes or tips and tricks you'd like to share? Contact us at podcast at remoteworkcompanion.com. That's podcast at remoteworkcompanion.com. And make sure you never miss an episode. Subscribe today on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the podcast player of your choice. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. Thanks again for listening.